0: Good morning, good evening, wherever you are, across the world and the universe. Welcome to my Quantum Living Podcast, where we talk about everything and anything at the intersection of science and spirituality. I'm your host, Anna Anderson, Quantum Coach, Reiki Master, Intuitive Counselor, and above all, an inquisitive soul. Since my early childhood, I've been on the quest to find out how life really works, And the best clue I've got so far is the sacred alchemy of physics and metaphysics, science and spirituality, mind, body and spirit which together reveal the truths we all want to know. Who am I? Why am I here? What is life all about? How can I live my life to realize my highest potential with fulfillment, prosperity and joy? How can I manifest what I want? I'd love to share with you on this podcast what I have learned over the years and bring you inspiring conversations with my guests who will share their expertise as well. So sit back, relax and enjoy today's episode. Okay, let's begin. Hello and welcome back to Quantum Living. Today's episode is one of the nine weekly bonus episodes I am releasing during the Christmas and New Year festive season, in addition to the regular episodes coming out every second Wednesday. These bonus episodes were first published on my podcast a few years ago, and later on, at some point, they were removed from the RSS feed as the production was somewhat outdated. I have now decided to bring them back to you, refreshed and remastered in line with my current production framework. The quality of the conversations, insight, humor and deep thought, however, is the same. You might notice perhaps a different style of my interviewing, a different pace or approach, but that's okay. It doesn't matter. After all, this is not about me but about the contribution of those guests to the narrative of the intersection of science and spirituality in the field of their expertise. What they have shared with me and you on these podcasts is timeless, relevant, often profound, entertaining and fun. <laughs> so sit back and enjoy these bonus interviews, and if you like, please drop me a line on my podcast website about your experience. I'd love to hear from you. Okay, let's begin. Hello and welcome to yet another fascinating episode of Quantum Living. We have talked on this show about psychic abilities, about quantum consciousness, other realms and realities, other forms of soul existence, reincarnation, but we haven't yet talked about mediumship until now. So strap in as we dive into a fun and intriguing conversation about things that go bump in the night. Let me introduce to you my very special guest, Shona Domellen. Shona is an internationally renowned transformational medium, life coach and teacher, an avid women's empowerment advocate and a loyal coffee and chocolate lover. Her mediumship specialty is connecting grieving mothers with the children who chose to leave the earth plane prematurely, as she facilitates their communication which brings hope and peace to those mothers knowing that their children are happy and okay on the other side. Through her readings, classes and online programs, Shona shares with people her great knowledge and passion and personal experience with mediumship, intuitive development and soul brilliance. Shona lives in Calgary, Alberta, Canada with her family and fur babies. Hello Shona, welcome to Quantum Living and thank you so much for your time.
1: Hello, Anna. Hello, everyone who is listening. I am so grateful to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Okay. First things first, who are your fur babies, cats or dogs?
1: I have right at this moment I have a dog not I have a dog that is going to be coming soon um, we had a little dog and he crossed over a few years ago and so I am ready for my new dog and so my new dog hasn't shown up just yet but I do have a cat I have a cat and his name is Midnight of course. and Midnight <laughs> is also medium right of course of course I have a black cat right and he is he is absolutely lovely, and he is aware of spirit. He sees spirit. He's yeah. he's absolutely lovely. Mm. So yes, those are the fur babies.
0: We might we might talk uh, also about animals and and their especially cats uh, and their interaction with spirit. Lovely. So to kick off our conversation. Could you tell us a bit more about your background and how did you find out that you have mediumship skills and in particular, why with children? How did you start on this path?
1: Well, when I was a little girl, I saw spirit everywhere and I referred to the crossover loved ones as the see-through people. I saw see-through people everywhere. I saw angels, I saw lights, I saw animals, I saw so many different beings and energies. And we went to Catholic school. And so I would always say to people, oh, do you see that? Do you see this? Your grandfather is there, your mother is here. And so this really, really set me apart from everyone. Mm -hmm. And I soon realized that not everyone saw what I saw. That not everyone was experiencing what I was experiencing. And I really got to a point where I wanted to fit in. I wanted to play. I wanted to have, you know, friends at recess, friends to have lunch with. And so I started to sort of dial it down and I wasn't as aware of spirit. And it wasn't something that was celebrated in our home. It wasn't something that we readily talked about. I mean, now we've got television shows, we have books, we have so many other avenues and channels for mediumship that just were not available. So then throughout my years growing up, my intuitive abilities were always there. I just sort of dialed everything down. And then after my daughter was born, uh, about a year later, I was in an accident and it was through the healing from that accident that spirit started to come in again. I became a Reiki master and teacher. And I remember saying, mm, I, I don't want to do Reiki for other people. This is just for me. And my Reiki master said, Oh no, 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 you will be, you will be working with spirit at some point. This is going to happen. I thought, no, 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 no. We're not doing that. No, absolutely not. And so then I started offering Reiki sessions and then in the Reiki sessions, the crossover loved ones started to come in. Wow. So I said, oh, yeah. oh, nicely played universe, that <laughs> nicely played. And so uh, the loved ones started to come in. My abilities were, were dormant, if you will, and everything started to open up again. Uh, my grandparents on the other side, they came through often and frequently. And I, um, I lost my son, Jack. Uh, he would be eight this year. And it was through my loss and the grieving process and healing that that is where I really found my, my superpower, that I love reconnecting mothers with their crossover children. I love being able to relay those messages from those babies and those children and just really reconnect their souls, reconnect their their heart and, and facilitate that healing so that the mothers, the families that are still here are able to create that life that they love. They're able to find meaning and hope and really start to thrive again and and so that's the basis of my practice it's it's really about connecting with the children that have crossed over it's it's my absolute favorite It it's just it's absolutely magical and of course I have I connect with crossover animals and I I connect with friends and and loved ones of all all shapes and sizes I'm, I'm very blessed
0: that's beautiful beautiful thank you shana for sharing okay i think that the best point to start off this wonderful conversation is the big one the main one what happens when we die i realized quite early on in my life that that the soul must continue on after physical death and uh, that's the only logical and spiritually valid, in my view, explanation. However, many people who hold strong religious beliefs will have different opinions, obviously. Yes, but let's take it out of the religious context and look at the existing evidence of reincarnation and life between lives. Mm-hmm. So, We have a lot of uh, documented uh, evidence from all indigenous cultures across the world who have an afterlife deeply embedded in their spiritual practice and in their mythology. We have numerous and well-documented cases of NDE or near-death experience where people actually die physically and then come back with almost identical accounts of their experience. We have quantum physics and quantum consciousness studies, past life regressions, in between life regressions, Mm -hmm. as again, growing evidence that there is an afterlife. And of course, the mediumship. So how can mediumship prove to us that the afterlife does exist?
1: That is a wonderful, wonderful question, Anna. From my experience As you mentioned, I I believe that our soul is eternal that we have chosen this incarnation and that choice to incarnate into this physical reality um, there are a myriad of different reasons why we would choose that it could be a part of our soul's journey it could be we'd like to be a part of a soul our soul group our soul family uh, it could be for karmic reasons there could be ancestral reasons there's so many different reasons why we would incarnate into this physical body mm. and from my experience as a medium, there is a choice to leave this physical body and go back to the universal energies, heaven, the afterlife, the hereafter, whatever you'd like to call that. And over the years, I have given thousands of readings. And from my perspective, it is so beautiful to be able to relay that information that is evidence or it's validation that there is life after death, that our soul's journey does continue on the other side. And it's funny because, you know, I've had so many people over the years say, there's no way that you could Google that information. There's no way that you could know you could find that information anywhere. Of course. And that, that always, that always gives me a sense of peace knowing that, I'm able to relay that information to someone and it will facilitate healing. It will it will perhaps plant the seed that, yes, there is an afterlife. Yes, there is more to life than what we experience here. And I have worked with and counseled and, and taught several students over the years who have different religious backgrounds. They have different belief systems and different structures. And I always tell people that, This mediumship, like anything, is it's a very personal experience. And it's very important to gather the information and explore the information, but to always follow what's true for you. Now, what is true for me may not necessarily be true for everyone else. And that's okay. I'm not I'm not of the idea that I have to prove to people or I have to make them believe or make them see it. Mm -hmm. But rather, I love to be the invitation for more i love to be the invitation to people that there is more there are more possibilities if if you're willing to expand your consciousness and your awareness and just even think of the possibility for a moment that can take you on such an incredible journey an absolutely incredible journey and from witnessing people finding that renewed hope and knowing that there is more, knowing that their loved ones are at peace on the other side, that that love is still there, that connection, the energy, just being able to witness that time and time again over the years, just really validates, really validates that there's so much more than what we experience here in this reality. There's just so much more. Absolutely. We can talk about parallel universes, we can talk about so many more different dynamics, but for our conversation around mediumship, it really, it really comes back to the unconditional love and knowing that life does continue. And it's interesting because over the years, a lot of the naysayers, if you will, who have perhaps come for readings or they've joined my classes and they'll say, oh, it's it's not real. You can't validate it. It's not true. You there's no way. There's 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 no um, there's no hard evidence. There isn't any proof. And what I've found over the years is that when someone has an incredibly strong reaction like that, a they probably have gifts and capacities with mediumship that they haven't explored yet. B they've had a trauma or a loss that they haven't fully healed or see they've had spirit communication, something in their life that scared them that they didn't understand what it was. And so there are a myriad of other things that can cloud that beautiful connection for people. And we all have the ability, we are all intuitive. And we'll get into that a little bit further on, I believe in our, in our, our discussion today. But that's, how I see things. I see things as we are here in physical body. At some point, there's a choice to go home, whatever that home looks like for everyone is is different. And then we leave this physical body and we continue on our soul's journey. And we can talk about past lives. I mean, there, there are so many other aspects to it as well. I hope that that answered your question.
0: Yes. Beautiful. Very, very well said. I love it. So how does mediumship work? Do we get any signs from the spirit that it would like to open this communication channel with us? How does it actually happen? What happens?
1: Wonderful, wonderful question. Um, The first place that I love to start to help people understand mediumship is, it's like an old, if you can imagine an old fashioned radio dial Our intuitive frequency or channel is one dial, and mediumship is a completely different frequency. And so everyone is intuitive, and everyone can dial into the mediumship frequency, but oftentimes people get that confused. They don't quite understand that it is a different frequency, it is a different energy. And so that's where I like to start people with just that understanding that to connect with our loved ones and experience them and, and feel them and sense them and pick up on all the different signs. We're turning, we're turning into a very subtle frequency that is different on that radio dial. Yes. And so the way that spirit will communicate with us is they will utilize what we call our spiritual gifts. So, the four main gifts are clairvoyance, which is clear seeing, clairaudience, which is clear hearing, claircognizance, which is clear knowing, and clairsentience, which is clear feeling. And so, spirit will utilize our spiritual gifts depending on how open they are, how open and available we are. And so they will utilize all of those different gifts to relay information and to give us signs. And so if someone is clairvoyant, as an example, they may see repeating numbers, they may see butterflies, they may see dimes, they may see feathers, they may have incredibly vivid dreams. That is spirit's way of connecting and communicating via their clairvoyant gift. And everyone has a different flavor with their gifts. I have as you have i'm sure i've i've spent the last 15 years opening and and mastering my gifts the way that they work for me so that when spirit is communicating through me and i'm channeling they can use any number of gifts sometimes i'm i'm clairvoyant i'm seeing everything sometimes i'm hearing things and sometimes it's a mixture it's a dance and it's absolutely amazing i mean for for myself personally um uh, my grandfather always leaves dimes and so I have a collection of dime, I will be in the most random place, I'll be in the garden, and there's a dime, <laughs> I will be making the bed and there's a dime, it's, it's just so much fun. And so the signs and the symbols are everywhere. And I always tell people, I finish off the readings that I do for clients with uh, letting them know how their loved ones are giving them signs and symbols and what to look for. And that when they see those signs, it could be a butterfly. It could be dragonflies are popping in. Um, they're showing me hummingbirds. It could be rainbows. There's so many different things. And I always love to give people those signs that their loved ones, this is what your loved one is, is giving you, this sign. And I always like to say to people, when you see those signs and those symbols, just acknowledge them and just have gratitude. Because as soon as you do, the spirit world says, oh, they got it, they got it, they got it. And they will start showering more and just blessing your world in more and more magic ways. And so it's just, it's just a beautiful, beautiful way. And you know, and that's one of the most, one of the most profound experiences is, um, you know, when I'm I'm channeling for mothers, uh, specifically who have lost children, to be able to let them know that um, you know, these are the the signs and the symbols that your child is letting you know that they're with you. and it's just it just lights people up and it's exciting. And then it you know it, it, it helps them to take a little bit of the focus off the loss that that person isn't there and give them hope for, oh, maybe I'll see something today, maybe there will be a butterfly, maybe I'll see a dragonfly. I'm, I'd love to share this quick story with you. Sure. Um, when my uh, father-in-law crossed over, um, we, we received the news, uh, early in the morning and we had recently visited with him. He was, he's in Ontario. So it's, that's a plane ride from where we are in Calgary. And before we were leaving, he said, wow, would you look at that? And he held up his hand and there was this huge dragonfly. It must've been five inches by five inches. It was massive and it was sitting on his hand and we all just stood there and we froze and it was just the most incredible thing and so we came home from that trip and we were in the mountains and we got back from, from a hike and I received the call that, that he had crossed over that morning. And I said, okay, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on my way back into the city. And I hung up the phone and I just heard, okay, get out of the car. And I thought, what? And so, of course, I question it as well. I, as a medium, I, I still question, you know, my guides are probably shaking their head right now, <laughs> but they, they say, get out of the car. So I got out of the car. And I shut the door and I looked up and there were hundreds of dragonflies flying around. The wow. Park. And I just stood there and I, I of course, I cried and I could hear Terry and I could see him on the other side with all of the other loved ones. And it was just the most profound, beautiful experience ever. To this day, I will still see dragonflies. Usually, they'll come and try to fly into my face or something, but I always know that that's Terry, and I, I always look for that. And I just, I love to give people that sense of of hope and and just. To, you know, a lot of people will say to me after, Oh, that's why I see dragonflies. That's why I see feathers everywhere. I see numbers repeating all the time on the clock, or I wake up every morning at this time, or I have these dreams. And it's like, Yes, those are your loved ones communicating with you. Yes, yes, yes. And everyone, once we have more of the awareness and how that works, then it takes things to a whole new level of possibilities. And it just, it sort of opens people up to, huh, I wonder, I wonder if I am experiencing my loved ones, I wonder if I have gifts and abilities, I wonder if I can do that, too. So I just love it. I love sharing. I I love talking about it. So thank you. Thank you.
0: Beautiful. Thank you so much. Does it happen often that a loved one who is coming through gives you and and the client specific information that say if they want them to do something or to find something or to read something, anything specific, which I guess is a proof that because you obviously don't have any such personal information. Which is a proof that you receive this information really from the spirit? Does it happen very often?
1: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. That's a beautiful question. You know, it's when when clients schedule sessions with me, i um most often will just have their first name and a contact number, and then we do we do have an intake form for clients, but I don't look at it. They're printed off, and my assistant puts them in the file, and we just it's just it's just information that we have. I have no idea who I'm I'm connecting with. I know that it's Mary at 10 o'clock. So at 10 o'clock, it's, it's Mary and her energies and her loved ones coming through. And so I always ask my guides and spirit to relay information to me that will give that person the validation or the authenticity that they need. Not that I need to prove what I'm doing, but I always set the intention that they receive what they require. So I had a client who came to me years ago and She was. It had been her first reading, so she wasn't quite sure how it worked, and so I was going through the, you know, letting her under, giving her a little bit more information to help her understand how it was going to work, what that was going to look like. And as I'm doing that, as as I'm sure you're aware of, I'm um, I'm checking the energy just to make sure that the energy is flowing, to make sure that she's able to open up and be in that receptive space. And so I I like to talk to people at first for a few minutes just to. Relax the energies and just make sure that they're open and they're available. A lot of nerves. People are afraid. They have no idea what I'm going to say, and so we just kind of equalize the energy at first. And then I said to her, um, "I said there's an older gentleman that's coming through, and I said he's uh, he's telling me that he crossed in his mid 70s, and I said this was your husband, yes." And she said, "Oh my, yes, yes, that was my husband." And so he was showing me different things and we were chatting a little bit more and she was just kind of looking at me funny. And my guides said, she needs a little bit more. And I said, okay, well, give it to me. What does she need to hear? And he held up his his hand and he showed me his his, uh, wedding band and he said, tell her, thank you for leaving it with me. And so I said, he's showing me his wedding band, and he is asking me to tell you, uh, thank you, thank you for leaving his wedding band. And she started to cry. And she cried for about 10 or 15 minutes. And I just held space for her. And she looked up at me and she said, he didn't take that ring off our entire marriage, he would never take that ring off. And she said, people were trying to tell me I should keep it, I, I shouldn't, I shouldn't, you know, leave it with him. And she said, that's what I needed to hear to know that I made the right decision. And just the energy shifted immediately for her. And she just, oh, it was just so beautiful, so beautiful. And there was another client that came in and she said, I don't know where he put, the, this was her husband that crossed over as well. She said, I don't know where where the paperwork is. I can't find the will. I can't find the paperwork. And I kept seeing shoe boxes (laughs) and I said, nice. He's showing me shoe boxes and she froze and she looked at me and she said, Oh oh my gosh, he kept every shoe box. I swear. And she said, Oh my gosh, in his, um, in his, uh, studio, in his, in the garage where he worked on different things. I, I think he was a woodworker if I remember correctly. Um, she said he had this cupboard that was full of shoe boxes And so the next day, um, she called me and she said, I found everything. He had everything in those shoe boxes." And she said, we used to always make fun of him. Because he had the strangest things he had, you know, toys from when the kids were younger, he kept everything. He was just this pack rat that had all of these different things. And they used to always make fun of him. And she said, that's the one place that we didn't look, we didn't think that there would be anything of value. And so and they found it. And so It's amazing to be able to and I sit back when those when those instances happen, I am in awe of spirit, I sit back and I'm just so, so grateful. And so I feel so blessed that I'm able to witness something so profound and so beautiful. And just to be a part of that is so special to me. Absolutely so special.
0: Oh, how beautiful. Really beautiful. I'm loving it. Thank you. Thank you for sharing this. Could you now talk about a bit about fears people have, many people have around spirit communication and um, how we can protect ourselves to ensure no contact with negative entities or negative spirits? And whether to begin with, whether you agree that there are such negative or any negative entities and spirits. And what is your view on the dreaded Ouija board?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love that question. Um, <laughs> just to give you a little background, I my favorite holiday, of course, is Halloween. And every Halloween I hold a seance. And so I have a seance in my home and there are... Um, you know, specific people that that are invited and are able to come in and partake. And people uh, they, this last year, um, you know people were saying to me, are you insane? Why would you do that in your house? That's crazy. You're going to open all these energies up and you're going to have negative nasty energies and and people are going to be possessed and they're going to be terrified and and you're not going to be able to clear clear your house. And I said, wait just a moment. I said, I have mastered working energetically with spirit and I said I would never put anyone in in harm's way and I would certainly never open up these energies in my home if I didn't know how to handle it and so from my perspective yes there are different energies on the planet just like there are bad apples walking around in human form there are also bad apples in energetics there are bad apples that that these energies are We can describe them as malevolent. We can, we can, I don't like to use the term evil, but there are energies that are not, they're not a contribution to us that are, um, they can be mischievous. They can be misleading. And why? I think it's just because from my perspective and from what I have experienced over the years personally and what I teach is that if we do not, If we are not fully owning our power, if we are not fully standing in our power, owning our physical body, owning our energy, these energies can come in and mess with us. And so if someone, for example, if someone is depressed, and they're not in a high vibration, their energy is a little bit low, maybe they're not, um, they're not taking really good care of themselves, or whatever that can be, these lower vibrating energies are attracted to that. So it's all vibration, it's all energy. So if we are vibrating at a love vibration, that's love and positive and joyful, we will attract energies that can align with that energy. And if we are you know i a lot of a lot of people have come to me over the years who have had um you know drug addictions alcohol um you know gambling just different different things different aspects in their world that will bring that vibration down lower absolutely and that's where these these mischievous energies that's where they like to they like to be <laughs> that's where the, those vibrations and those energies and those frequencies are and so that's a little bit of the background as to how these energies start to uh, mess with people. The other side of that as well is um, if someone has a gift and capacity with mediumship, and they're not willing to look at it, spirit will keep trying to get their attention. Uh And so spirit will, I had anxiety and panic attacks, and I could not go to watch a movie. I did I just—I didn't realize after all those years that it was spirit trying to get my attention. So I just kept trying to shut it off. No, 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 I'm not (laughs) talking to you. No, 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 I don't want to be aware of this. No, 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 no. And so there are different ways that we can look at that. And one of the main ways that I love to teach people to feel safe is to envision wrapping themselves in gold. And so gold is Christ consciousness. Gold is the higher frequency. So you can imagine stepping into an egg shape that is gold. Um, how beautiful. You can wrap yourself in divine energies. There are all sorts of different ways that you can ensure that you're only connecting with those from the light. And so I... In the classes that we do, we we love to bring in the spirit guides. And so everyone has a team of spirit guides. And with mediumship, you have a team of mediumship guides that specifically help you connect with lost loved ones. And so I introduce people to the energetics behind it, and we introduce them to their spirit team, and we teach them how to bring that energy into that space and anchor that energy and know that they're safe and protected. And then we also work through a lot of the blocks. A lot of people have fear. They have blocks. They worry. They're like, oh my god. Am I going to am I going to open up to something I can't handle? Am I going to be possessed by something? Is something going to attach to me? Like what is going to happen? And so there are so many different moving parts to all of that. But the most important thing is to realize. And this was something from one of my teachers years ago. Uh, he said, "You have the physical body." these energies do not have a physical body. So they are not more powerful than you are. And so a lot of people will think these energies because they can't see them or they don't know that they're there or they're going to be overpowered or it's going to be too much. It's too scary. They're demons, they're devils, they're entities, they're ghosts, they're goblins, all of these different things. And and Hollywood has done this incredible job of depicting what mediumship isn't. And it's much, you know, I always give this as homework to people, the movie Ghost.
0: Yes, That
1: movie depicts, from my perspective, a lot of the similarities with mediumship. Yes, are there dark energies around? There are, but that isn't something that we focus on. Whatever we focus on is what we are going to attract into our world. That's the other side of it as well. So if we are afraid and, oh my gosh, I don't know if I can do this and what's going to happen, we're going to attract that into our world. And so it's very important when you want to step into connecting with spirit that we do it in a safe way and so if for an example ouija boards i have ouija boards and we play with oracle cards and all sorts of different divination tools but you must set the intention that you're only connecting with those from the light so if you have a ouija board and you think oh this is fun let's have a few glasses of wine let's open it up and see who comes in you're basically opening a door to any sort of energy to come in And they're not all from the light. They're not all thinking, oh, I'd love to come in and talk with you and, and help you. (laughs) And, and I'd love to give you beautiful messages. And I want to give you messages of hope and love. No, chances are they're coming in as a lower vibration. And that's when people can get really stuck. You know, I, I do a lot of space clearings where I go and clear people's homes and, and clear these different energies because they come in and sometimes sometimes we don't even know where they've come in. There could be an energetic entry point or a portal where these different energies can come in. And so, again, it's very, it's very important to understand that if you are guided towards mediumship, that's wonderful. I highly recommend receiving the foundational tools and the teaching so that you can flourish with it and really master it. And if you're not guided to it, that's okay too. Like it's not for everyone it's not for everyone, you know, mm. and people often laugh and they say, well, you're like a ghostbuster, Shauna. We just call you and you come and you clear all the stuff out of the way. And I love that. I love the paranormal. I love working with those energies. I love clearing them. I just absolutely love it. And so I'm a balance. I have to balance it out and I have to make sure that I am grounded and that I'm always setting that intention. And again, setting the intention that I'm I'm connecting with those from the light. And then if something does come in that, maybe needs a little bit of extra assistance, then I know how to handle that. And again, that comes with training. That's, that isn't something that you just take a weekend course, and then you're out running around doing space clearings. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it does make sense, all that you have just explained. So that's wonderful. So, Shona, what about spirit possession and uh, haunted houses?
1: Mm. So, spirit possession is, again, this goes back to if someone is not fully in their power, not fully owning their power. So, for example, if someone is suicidal... I don't know if I want to live. I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't. If that energy is prevalent, then there can be energies around that will easily attach to that energy. And so that's where the possession can come in. That's where, um, you know, a lot of times people will present with what looks like schizophrenia. And it's actually extra occupants. Yes. It's actually somewhere along the line, they have allowed on an unconscious level, somehow, somewhere, they have allowed these energies to connect to their energy field. A lot of times I've worked with people over the years who have had trauma. They've had trauma in their childhood and they have these different energies around them so that they feel safe, so that they feel secure. They don't feel alone. And... I'll always ask when I'm working with someone, you know, I'll ask the my spirit guides and the masters, are they willing to release those energies? And if they're not willing to release them, then we don't release them. Because if we release them, they will just open up and gather up more energies. And they'll have them for a myriad of different reasons. And so that's part of possession. It's the biggest thing is if you're not in your full power, if you're not willing to tell an energy to buzz off. And if, you, if you're in that fear-based energy, those lower vibrations, as I mentioned earlier, then you are susceptible to these different energies coming in and messing with you.
0: Okay. So if this does happen, uh, say a person was depressed in a not very good place and they did attract an entity or negative energy, and when they became aware of it, they want to release it. How can they release it?
1: They can release it on their own if they are. It depends on where they are on their spiritual journey. So, what I have experienced with people that are—they're um, consciously aware. So they are aware when something feels off. They are aware. I had a client that came to me a few years ago, and she said, um, "I had an accident." And she said, I think that there's something attached to me. She said, sometimes I think thoughts that aren't mine. I have feelings that don't feel like mine. I I just, I feel off. I don't feel like myself. But then other times during the day, I feel totally fine. And again, and this will present, I've seen it presented so many times over the years as, as schizophrenia. It's just a different personality completely. And so from a spiritual perspective, that is an extra occupant, that is an extra energy that is attached. And so this woman, um, she called me and she said, I was in a meditation. So she was in a heightened state. Um, She said, I was in this meditation. And she said, I could see this figure over in the corner that looked cloaked, but it was sort of tucked over in the corner. And I asked my guides, what is that? And they said, it's an entity that's attached to you. And she said, what do we do to get rid of it? And, okay, why is it here? And she wanted to know why she'd gone through this horrible divorce. And so this energy had attached to her at some point. And so she was able to go through and see this being being removed and transmuted and taken to the light to further their journey elsewhere. And so for someone who is aware at that level, they can absolutely clear it on their own Um, You don't have to be aware of it to that level. Oftentimes, what I have found over the years is that people will be guided to come in and have sessions with me. And that's their higher self, their soul, their guides, guiding them that there's something attached, guiding them that they may, may need a little bit of extra help to remove whatever that energy is. And so oftentimes, there's a different frequency that is active in our vibration that will allow something like that to attach to us. And sometimes we need someone else's completely different frequency to remove it. And so oftentimes people will book in and they'll say, I don't know why I booked in. I have crossed over loved ones, but I'm not sure why I've booked in. And then nine times out of 10, there will be an energy. There will be something that needs to be cleared. And again, I always ask, are you, are they willing to let this energy go and then that's how we can proceed and we can start to remove those energies. And again, not everyone, and this isn't meant to scare people. I've had attachments. (laughs) Most people that I have worked with have somewhere along the line picked up a different energy. Something has come into our energy field. And (laughs) and it's not that we have to know where it's coming from or it's not because we've done something wrong. Um, It just happens. Sometimes we've we've been in uh, a different state. Um, sometimes we can, um, you know, you can walk into a room and you leave that room and you feel different. You feel off. Again, these energies are just around. I often tell people it's like the it's like um, Charlie Brown, that little character in Charlie Brown, that Pig Pen. He kind of has that dust cloud that follows him everywhere. So if we have a friend that has a dust cloud of energies around them, and we go stand next to them. If we're not in our full power, we could end up picking up some of those and then taking that with us. And so, just again, being very cognizant that when we are anchored in our full power, we're grounded, our energies are clear, we're focused, we are fully owning and accountable for every aspect of our life and our being. It's like a repellent to these lower energies. They won't come into our energy field as often. And if they do, it's just, it's kind of like we're a big bug zapper. These energies will just instantly be repelled because they're not in alignment with our energy field. And so, and you know, this is, this comes down to, I, I always share with people that it's, it's really about having a spiritual practice, and so that spiritual practice is different for everyone. You know, for myself, I, I meditate and I channel and I do automatic writing. Um, you know, you can use oracle cards, you can use prayer, music, meditations that that will journey you into those higher realms. And and you know, people use all sorts of different different ways to bring their vibration up as high as they can. And when we feel You know, our our inherent natural uh, state of being is joy. When we are born, we're born beautiful and filled with unconditional love and joy and bliss and happiness. And it's through those life experiences that that can start to become shifted and changed and, and, and altered, if you will. And so when we get back to that natural state of joy, that's who we inherently are. And the more that we can anchor that energy in and anchor our spirit in, the less that these energies can impact us, if that makes sense.
0: And that's where we leave our conversation with Shona for now. It will continue in part two of reaching out to the other side with Shona Domellen. So stay tuned. That's all for today, folks. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you really loved it, Please post a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to encourage others to listen to it. For the show notes, guest and podcast info, reviews, comments and much more, please visit quantumlivingpodcast.com. And if you'd like to dive deeper into quantum living and explore how you could work with me, please contact me and I'd be delighted to help and support you on your quantum journey. I am your host, Anna Anderson. I look forward to connecting with you in the next episode of Quantum Living. Until then, keep your vibrations high and be well.